Mike, we got a big, big, big movement in the uh, in the markets uh, over the last uh, two weeks. Here, uh, Russia is invaded Ukraine. Uh, we've heard uh, that uh, Putin is uh, what going on high alert for his his nuclear defense uh, uh, systems. Um, we've heard that uh, ports are shut down in the Ukraine and uh, parts of uh, parts of Russia or container ships are not running for uh, for Russia right now because of uh, boycotting or, or whatever. So what what do we do with uh, all of this information as far as these where these markets go? Because it just seems like the volatility is insane. You rallied you rallied limit up uh, in in wheat. Uh, the day of the uh, report of this uh, starting, same thing in corn, and by the by the the next day we were essentially limit down, expanded limit down, and it looked like it was by the rumor sell the fact. So where do, where do we go from here? As of right now, it's just, it's going to be a very headline driven market. If things sound like they're getting better, much like what, but to a large extent, what we're doing with the China trade headlines. Talks are going well. No, they're not going well. Okay, we're going to come to conclusion. Just kidding. Not today. And you saw the market move back and forth, and you saw predominantly beans react to it. But now you have something that's a lot grander in scale, where now we have the conversation of, okay, we, Ukraine's planting season is right around the corner. Are they going to be able to plant? Is there going to be fields? Uh, when is this going to end? What does this mean for export business across the world uh and there's just a lot more intertwined here so to see this just potentially get crazy to the upside well crazier to the upside shouldn't be unexpected but it also should be something that we look at this and see how long is this going to take place is it going to be something that we are able to see crop planted and see some kind of season for Ukraine's corn and wheats. Uh, Russia's wheat's not going to have a problem because that's not where the attacks are going on right now. But really, what's going on with Ukraine's growing season and will they get to it? And it's just going to be what the headlines have to say at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, it it does seem like we're on a on a streak of, I don't want to say black swan events, but we are definitely seeing some massive market moving uh, events that just continue to to all press the upside at this point. I mean, you've got the the drought in South America. Paraguay is going to have its worst crop almost ever. Uh, southern Brazil under extreme stress. Uh, Argentina, depending on the day of the week, we've got stress down there. Um, you know, you still you've got the Russia Ukraine situation, which isn't necessarily a bean story, but you know, beans are are sympathy re- reacting to it anyway. Uh, it, you could make the case that it's a, a veg oil uh, story because of uh, Ukraine's sunseed uh, oil uh, exports, but um, Indonesia is still uh, is still having uh, production issues. They're having export issues. Ridic- ridiculously high prices in Malaysian palm oil. Ridiculously high prices in the in- Indonesian oil. Um, and then you've got uh, uh, you've got it here on our own soil. You've got dryness uh, expected uh, across the Western Corn Belt, basically from the Canadian Prairie all the way down to to Texas. 
uh, for this uh, this coming year. We come out of dormancy here fairly soon for uh, for winter wheat, and then you're if you're dry, start to start to get excited about that, you know. And where does it all end? I mean, even in some of our worst drought years, or in some of our biggest financial, you know, economy driven uh, driven years these markets tend to put in a, uh, a a high at some point you know i mean 2008 we've talked about, we talked about this last year quite a bit 2008 was a big year for uh the economy and the housing bubble burst lehman brothers all that stuff and from march 3rd to march 31st we we dropped almost four dollars in beans and then we rallied into into July when crude oil finally gave it up and sold off, and that's when the markets uh, turned. 2012, the drought year, we rallied from basically the end of March until I think it was late July, early August for corn, and it was uh, early September for beans. One about the about the time when it was the worst of the drought, when it pretty much we couldn't cut any more is when the the market started to fall but the the theme of it is they eventually fell the question becomes how high can we go before this happens or how high do we go before we get some sort of a relief cuz even though you were almost $2 off of the highs from Thursday to Friday uh in in beans and you saw a a turnaround in the, in the corn and you saw a turnaround in the wheat would you consider that a correction? Would you consider that a retracement? Well, at this point, you definitely have to consider it a correction just because of what we've done after it. But it also goes to show you, because that was not the first time over the last month that we saw that. We saw when Conab came out with their incredible cut to soybean production, you saw everything come off its highs, obviously to a lesser extent than what we just saw. But you're seeing these oscillating patterns of we did profit that taking too yeah. yeah so it's showing you that at these levels you don't have a lot of participants and you have very large air pockets in this market where you don't have resting orders so you're getting to a point where you do have managed money who has been getting long and is holding a long position and then you've seen like last friday large open interest decrease and then again on monday you saw an open interest decrease not a large one but you saw an open interest decrease while the market moved higher. So at this point, it's is managed money funding this position or are they taking profits on this move? Because if they are, it's something that you're more than likely going to start to see that liquidation mindset work into play as we really continue into this Russia-Ukraine situation. Because like you said, when is it the worst? Do we get to the planting season for Ukraine, and is this still going on? Is that something that you then see, okay, it's not going to get any worse than this. We know that they're not planting, or whatever it may be, because it does seem that this market at this point is very heavy, and it's doing so on weak legs. So it's something that you need to be very, very cautious at these levels. You have inputs that are high at this point, and you've got – prices not only for this year but for more deferred years sitting at elevated levels so while you don't have to jump right at this market right now it is something that you should be very cautious 
at these levels, and especially for those further out years looking out. Well, let's uh, let's look at a little bit. I, you and I talk, and, and some of our colleagues uh, talk uh, about um, spreads in the markets, and you know we've got we've got an inverse spread in corn and beans uh, right now. You know the May contract is is trading over the July contract. There's absolutely no carry in the in the market. Um, but if you look out further, you go out to the new crop contracts. Beans have this massive forty cent inverse in from November to July. The corn corn has a, a slight carry uh, from December to July, and I'm talking the twenty three crop. Mm-hmm. Um, if that goes inverse, is this something where we have to we have to consider this for an even longer term uh, move? Even though it's, you know, I, I know what you're saying. I understand that you know if you're built on kind of weak legs or or you're seeing you know the you're seeing the markets uh, have this major volatility upwards and downwards. But, you know, I mean, we are running into a situation similar to last year where margins continue to increase almost on a daily basis at this point. And you're going to get to a point where we just don't have this, the same amount of participants that are needed so will it fall under its own weight before we think it should? I mean, could it be that we don't have to have a drought or we don't have to have a drought trade to see this market fall back off? We very well could. I mean, it's it's something that you're seeing it very irregular in its price movement, very regular in its seasonal time frame. And on top of it, you have to also remember that with these March contracts and delivery, people have base contracts that they either need to price or roll. Now, to roll them doesn't make a whole lot of sense considering the inverse. But if this was happening while you had a contract not in delivery, that might be something a little bit more enticing to say maybe this will be longer term. But since we are in delivery, that could also have another large weight perspective to it that you're just forcing people out of their short positions and force them to price something or force them to roll it out at this point. Do you give any credence to the idea of that, that we're still buying acres uh, in, in one form or another? I would have to, just from talking to people and being in this business for a while, have to assume that people have their acres locked in. I would think so. I, I mean, yeah, there's probably always going to be a 40-acre a, a you know, farm that we, oh, well, you know, we could go either way. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any fall anhydrous or anything like that. So, um, but it just seems like awful late in the game to be making changes. Uh, I guess, especially here in the Midwest, most, most uh, producers pretty well have it uh, under control with their, with their rotation and whatnot. But uh, it just seems like, I mean, just the way that these markets have moved, you've had, you know, cotton, which has pretty big input similar to corn has not uh, has not seen a massive rally the way that the the corn and the beans have so do we steal some acres there in the in the southwest the delta and and maybe even in texas but very interesting uh uh lots of uh, information out there but as we talk about acres we have something going on here don't we I think we do. We do. We got the acreage survey going on right now that we do yearly. And we're calling around right now trying to get everybody's ideas of what they'll be planting. Uh, we say it every single year. 
nobody knows your fields like you guys do and really like to get this together and get this released before the USDA's report at the end of the month to give us an idea. And typically we are fairly close, if not, I think a couple times spot on with our number just due to the fact of how we collect the data by calling around same way USDA does. So the more numbers, the more people we talk to, the better our data is going to be. So please call in or go online to uh, fill out that survey. But do you have anything to add to that, Craig? Well, not necessarily to the acreage uh, uh, survey. It is very important that uh, we get some some idea. I mean, it does help us to to get a better idea going into that report of where to where to go with uh, with positioning and all that. But oh, one thing that uh, you know, as we're as we're talking, we you know we didn't bring up our good friends from uh, from China and something that. Um, you know, I won't get into the polit- the political side of it with uh, with the Russia Ukraine situation, but something we've seen, and I, I'm hoping maybe you want to tackle this as far as what it could mean. But we're seeing some unknown purchases um, for old crop beans. Uh, pretty late in the season for that. We know there's obviously situation with uh, uh, with Brazil's uh, production, but. Once again, this year, we are seeing big buying out of China for new crop beans. Where is this a is this a hedge against higher prices later on? Is this a uh, we need to make sure that we lock in something because we know Brazil is not going to have the beans or South America in general is not going to have the beans to deliver in January and February of next until next year because their crop won't be available again until then. It seems much like what we saw last year with corn, and I think it was like May that they started really picking up some new crop purchases. It, it probably has more so to do with just hedging the bet on the South America crop. If they come in here and produce enough and able to get something out the doors and over to China, uh, potentially seeing these sales canceled later on, still got a lot of year, year and a half. In order to do so, uh, but picking those up now just to secure food and make sure that they have something on the books is most likely the rationale behind it at this point. And then, with respect to say global ending stocks, um, you know you've got the ports in the Ukraine, parts of Russia that are that are shut indefinitely, whatever it is. That demand is going to go somewhere. It has to. I mean, you. you you can't just leave that uh, leave that out there and say, "Well, we can we can hold off and we can wait." So those those orders get canceled. Let's say the the orders for uh, for corn and wheat get canceled in the Ukraine and Russia. They come to the United States. They go to Argentina, wherever. But that that doesn't necessarily change anything. That doesn't make those uh, those world ending stocks go up, down, or 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 anything really because they're still there right are we are we yes and no uh so a few things to remember is ukraine is on the same growing season as us they do have a lot of their crop already out russia right now is in their export quota season and they were from february 15th and will be till i think it's june 30th and actually most of the countries that they're delivering to right now are going to be in that euro asian um economic union so they're still getting their needs, and it, it could be something that crop that's in the bins right now in Ukraine may disappear 
because there are bombs that are dropping. Things do get destroyed, and it could have an effect when it's all said and done. Uh, we'll have to obviously see when it's all said and done, but that and that could be something that does actually destroy some crop and could be an issue. But for the most part, Ukraine's got most of their crop out, and they sold a ton to China mm-hmm. of their corn crop that they produced this past year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, but it's definitely feels more of a new crop kind of focus with growing season right around the corner. Right. I got gotcha. you. So lots to look forward to, lots to gather, whether it be data-wise or headline-wise. Again, if you guys have a second, please either uh, visit us on the web, allendale-inc.com, or give us a call, 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.